Only the top 5% of podcasters make money. Isn't that crazy? Well, what if the possibilities for your microphone to meet the money is right under your nose? So it will be after listening to this episode as I chat with podcast monetization expert and the host of the business of podcasting, Chris Hines. So find out when you should start thinking about monetizing your podcast and how. So this can actually change the game for you. Let's take a listen. So, hey, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts, including myself, <laughs> who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's dive in. Hey everyone, I'm super stoked to chat again with Chris Hines. I was actually on his show, The Business of Podcasting, and I love that title. My favorite thing actually was the your little tagline that you say where the microphone meets the money. I was like, ooh, that's good. <laughs> I had to go with something that was bold because yeah. Like when I talk to a lot of podcasters, they're scared to talk about the money. I know. So I just wanted to put it out there. Like this show is focused yeah. on the money. Like Absolutely. this is what we care about. I have no problem saying that I want to make money. No problem with it at all. Absolutely. For sure. And so obviously you have your podcast, the business of podcasting, your podcast, you know, monetization expert. Um, so I had to have you on. And so welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Let's do it. Alrighty. And so when it comes to like, I know for me, like when I think of monetizing or when my clients think of monetizing, they always have one track of like getting sponsors, but I mean, there are other ways to monetize. What do you find in your experience of podcasting? Like what is the biggest myth when it comes to monetizing your podcast? Oh, that's a great question. The biggest myth is that you need a certain amount of downloads. Mm. Like people will believe that you have to have 5,000 downloads an episode or 10,000. I get that that's the perception because when you look mm -hmm. at the top shows that get sponsored, that's yeah. what they have. But truthfully, if you only have 500 downloads an episode and those 500 people support your brand, yeah. you could just sell to 10 of them and make $1,000 in a month. Yes, please. It's, it's, it could literally be, be that simple. Um, but I do think what you said about the one track mind of sponsorships is why so many people get stuck on that myth of, oh, I need to get my show to this many downloads and then I can monetize. I think when you launch your show, you should be planning how you're going to monetize from day one, yes. especially if you have a co-host, like figure it out early on. That's a great point. Cause one of my questions was going to be, when should you start thinking about how to monetize your podcast? Cause some people will be like out of the gate. That's where their mindset are. Or some people are, like you said, like waiting for the 5,000 downloads or wait until I've done the podcasting for like two years or whatever it may be. Yeah. And there's no time frame for it. I've monetized multiple shows. I remember this kind of blew my mind the first time I did it. One show I launched, it was a music podcast where me and a buddy of mine literally was just going to talk about music. So I went to a company and I said, hey, here's an idea I have. This is how we're going to talk about music. Here are the segments we have. And we're going to interview some artists as well. We'll bring on guests to be part Sweet. of the show. Not the entire show, but just part of it. Mm -hmm. And they love the concept. So I said, okay, well, you should sponsor us because if we're bringing on artists, we're talking about music, we can promote concerts. We can sell tickets. Perfect. 
And they were like, yeah. So they started paying us $150 an episode before we launched one episode. Wow. I just had the concept and a full outline of what it will look like. Some of the guests that we were having on that we already had connected with, that we were planning to work with. And I literally just sent that to them. We got on the phone and talked about it. And they agreed to like a two-month package of two episodes a week at $150 an episode. And it was mind blowing. I'm like, wait a second. I don't even have a logo. <laughs> so I was kind of nervous. Like, I need to make sure this looks good. Um, yeah. but saying yes was like, that was mind blowing. That was the first time I did that in about 2018, maybe, or 2017. Um, and that was mind blowing to me. That blew my mind. That's when I knew you don't need a certain amount of downloads yeah, yeah. to even get sponsored. That is the best story ever. And it's like, really, when you think about it, your mindset and your beliefs and your conceptions can really hold you back from taking action or even asking or any possibilities. Yeah. Because if you tell yourself, I can't get sponsor or make any money until I reach this download mark, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. You won't even be thinking about how to monetize or how you can make money or, or how you can create products or get sponsored or anything because you're so focused on the downloads. Now you become one of those podcasters that look at the stats page and you just refresh yeah. and you refresh. Yeah. <laughs> then refresh. you get stuck. Seriously, right? <laughs> what's it like now? Um, and yeah, and I read somewhere on your website or something that like only the top 5% of podcasters are actually making money from their podcast. That's it's, crazy. It's such so it's crazy to think about when you think about how many shows are out there now. Um, I remember back in 2015 when I started, it was like shocking. When I told people that I had a podcast, they were like, what are you talking about? What is that? Nobody knew what it was, even yeah. though podcasting has been around since like the early 2000s. People still did not know what it was even seven years ago. So now that we've gone mainstream and it's really popular and you can look at articles about Spotify paying certain shows and you have to understand it. That's still only the top 5%. The mm -hmm. other 95% are the people that are just struggling. Um, yeah. So for me personally, my mission is to really help those people understand whether you want to make $100 a month or $1,000 or $10,000, it is possible with a podcast. That is awesome. I love that. And it's like, sure, that top 5%, that stat is there. And it doesn't mean, oh, I'm not in the top five. So sucks to be me it's more like think of the opportunities yeah because it's it's a ridiculous amount of companies that are now jumping into the sponsorship pool it's crazy like i get these articles every month because i just consume this kind of data there are companies spending a million dollars a month on podcast advertising and the highest like hello fresh spent like 14 million in january of yeah. this year and I was blown away, like, okay, this is getting insane now. Geico and the VPN services and uh, BetterHelp. It's so many companies that are spending millions, not just a couple thousand, like literally millions of dollars. So if you have a podcast, that sponsorship is out there. Yeah. The companies that you want to work with, they're out there. They have the budget to pay you whatever you want. If you want to replace your, your, your full-time income, you can do that. I guarantee that you can. Now it takes some time. You got to do some things to get there, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the possibility is a, that's like the first hurdle when I work with people is to get them to understand what's possible. Like, yeah, yeah, this is what's actually happening. So I literally have to pull up my contracts and show people like this is what I got after starting at $15. This is where it went. 
And then this is the same company two months later and we're here now. And they're like, oh, wow. And that's when the mind kind of opens up. Mm -hmm. I know. And I think people have to like see it to believe it or hear the stories to like open up their brain for it. Um, And how we said, like everyone thinks that, oh, just sponsorships is the only option. And I love how you have like three different tiers of like different ways of how to monetize. So can you kind of step us through those? Yeah. So the tiers is a a process I've broken down after working with, man, I've worked with so many podcasters now that I kind of understand how to categorize hosts. And the way it really works is the bottom tier is the beginner tier. That's where everything starts. That's where all of us start. Don't be ashamed Mm -hmm. at the bottom. That's just where it is. It's how it goes. Yeah. And that's the beginner phase. And when you're a beginner podcaster, your main focus should be working with companies as an affiliate because you don't have a lot of credibility. You probably don't have an audience. So it's going to be harder to get sponsored or even sell your own products, but you could easily sell the products that you know, your audience uses simple, whether it's software, whether it's clothing, it could be books, anything, whatever you can get your hands on that, you know, your audience loves, that's what you promote. And what I teach people is in that beginner phase, the best thing to do is work with companies you would want to sponsor you. Because tier two is the experience level. That's where most podcasters fit. Like you make it out of that beginner stage. And beginners really when you're not past 25 episodes, maybe. The experience is you've put in the work. You've done this. You got a system, a routine. And at that level, you can focus on sponsorships because brands will take you more serious now. You have uh, a a content catalog. um, And those companies you work with as an affiliate, well, could possibly be sponsors. That's true. That's the a good point level, because you already have the relationship with them. You're just exactly. building on it. Yeah. And I teach people when you sign up as an affiliate, don't just be an anonymous affiliate. I literally, I will email the company. I'm going to find you on LinkedIn. I will DM your CEO on Twitter. You're going to know who I am. Even if we don't work together, you will know who I am because I just think that that's how you build those relationships. Even if it doesn't work, um, I, I connected with Rode Microphones in maybe, maybe like 2018. It was like years ago when I was like really getting into podcasting and working with people. And we didn't work together until last year in 2021. That just kind of puts it into perspective of how wild a journey it is sometimes when you're trying to get sponsored or work with these brands. Um, So beginner tier, focus on being an affiliate. Once you get past 25 episodes, then you can become an experienced podcaster and you can focus on sponsorships. At the top, we have advanced. That's when you've put in work. You're probably past 100 episodes. You've Mm -hmm. built a community. You know, you have connections around your industry, your market. You've done a a lot of interviews. And at that level, you should be focused on creating products or services to serve your audience. So when you look at each tier, there's a strategy you should be focused on to monetize that I find will be the easiest. Um, But my main point here, too, is you don't have to do all of them at the same time. The best thing to do is focus on one and get that generating revenue, get it with, you know, some consistency, a nice flow. And then you can add more over time. But in the beginning, there's one specific strategy you should focus on based on your tier. Yeah. And that makes total sense. And for me, like that simplifies that it's like, okay, I don't need to think about that yet quite yet. You know, have it in the back of my mind and build those relationships. And I'm totally like you where I'm like, I'm liking the CEO and commenting on their posts because, 
you just like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Cause you yeah. never know. And, and for I me, to, I'm like, I want them on my show. <laughs> right. I want to interview you. Like you'd be an amazing guest. And you know, it was funny. I talked to a lot of podcasters who tell me oh, I'm going to monetize my show. I'm working on a course and they have seven episodes. I'm like, so who's going to buy the course? Like who, who do you have that's even in line to help you build it? Right. Cause when you're at that advanced level, you build a community, you have an audience. So the advanced podcaster has an advantage. You don't as a beginner. And when I'm at advanced, I can reach out to 25 of my listeners yeah. and have them help me build the course and then go and pre-sell that course to them and immediately make $10,000 yeah. because I went through that process of pre-selling my program to my audience that I actually want to work with. So yeah. In the beginning, you shouldn't be trying to make a course. Please stop doing that. That is not, <laughs> it's not going to work. I'm just being honest with you. It's not hey, going to work. Hey, I'd rather honesty. And it, it's going to frustrate you. I promise you. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you say sponsorship, like, are you talking about like, there's those companies like Advertise Cast and I know Spotify now is like, get everyone is getting into the sponsorship ads and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, ad insertion, dynamic ad insertion, like all of those things. Like I find that there's like approaching, like you did, you approached a company and said, Hey, do you want to spot my podcast to do this and work together? But there's also those companies that kind of like, I don't know, they do it all in the back end. I don't know what they do. <laughs> yeah. So, so what the companies are doing now is they're doing the dynamic ad insertion, like, like you mentioned, but what it is, is it's really commercials. So mm -hmm. the company, the hosting platform where you host your show will connect with the brand and then they have a conversation. It's like, okay, we have 20,000 podcasts in this area. So you, you have, we'll charge you X amount of dollars for these 20,000 podcasts. And we can guarantee you this many downloads on this many shows. And you as a host only get paid a percentage of that. Mm -hmm. That's why you need to get like 10,000 downloads to make like three, $4. Like it's insane. So when you go the commercial route, you don't really generate as much revenue. Interesting. Yeah. So the ads with actual sponsors are different because you build that relationship. You right. connect with the company, you connect with somebody. And I always tell people either marketing, partnerships, media, connect with somebody there and get a deal done with them because now you can negotiate for how much you're going to get paid, how many episodes you're going to do. Then you probably have to do a live read. They'll send you a script yeah. or you have to make like, it's much more professional and you get paid literally like 50 times more. Interesting. Like it's it's insane. That. Yeah. That's great to know. And I love how, cause I never really thought about it that way where it's like, okay, you're the affiliates build those relationships and then maybe you can make the next step. But I think too, that when you're asking for, you know, potential sponsors, it's like, I think a lot of people are like, who do I reach out to imposter syndrome? Who am I to ask them? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, is there a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it? Yes. Oh God. This is another big mistake podcasters make is like finding the company and then sending them a DM on Twitter or Instagram. Like, Hey, I had this podcast. You should check it out and sponsor us. That's not how it works. That's actually the worst way to approach it. <laughs> um, first of all, I always tell people to list 500 companies that you want to work with 500, not 438, 500. 500? Like Holy Hannah. It's a lot because it is but that's just how the game works. So the reason why it's 500 is because you're not going to get a response from like half. 
So I always tell people to reach out to 500 companies. And the, the best way to look at it is categorize them. So you have three categories. You got the big, 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 massive brands, Apple, Google, Nike. I emailed those companies too. And the funniest thing is they'll give you a response. They will tell you no. Yeah. And I love it personally because it's like, okay, this is working. Um, and that's better than no response. Mm, and you only want, I would say, a hundred of your 500 to be the big companies that are like the, I would love to, but most likely not. Yeah. <laughs> so then the other two categories that we really focus. So then you want 200 companies that are in that small business area. You know, the brands that we know are out there that we know exist, but they aren't as big as the top companies. And those are the easiest to find because you could literally do a Google search, like top 10 brands for apparel, top 10 brands for coaches, top yeah. software tools for blank. And then you categorize that. You're looking through those lists. You'll find a ton of companies searching that way on Google. You can go to the better business bureau website and look there to see what companies are out there. You can go to Instagram and look inside of your specific market and look for the business accounts in that market. You're going to find a ton of companies. And that should be a, another book of your list of spot, potential sponsors, that 200. Now, the other 200, you literally want to go and look at the shows that are in your market that are already getting sponsored. Who's I was just going to ask that. It, it's, it's just the easiest way because the companies don't see it like we see it sometimes like, oh, that's competition. They see it as we want to get the entire market. Yeah, so let's another opportunity for them. And they love it. So that's really how you break down reaching out to sponsors. You know, you have 200 of the companies that are already sponsoring podcasters or even YouTubers. Look on YouTube as well. Because some companies are using YouTube, but they aren't in podcasting just yet, but they want to be. So you could get some from there as well. And then 200 of the businesses that might not be into the podcast advertising market just yet. And then 100 of just those the randoms outreaches, you know, the bigger brands that you might not get, but it's still worth trying. Yeah. I, you're so methodical. And that's totally how my brain works. <laughs> because for me, when I had to reach out to those companies, it was insane. Like that's a lot of work, out. man. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of work, but I can tell you out of those 500, I ended up working with, cause right after I had my first show and I did that process, and it worked for me. I said, well, why don't I launch a network and do the same thing? So then we had 12 shows in the network and we had about 32 sponsors. So it worked. And I'm yeah. like, not every company responded and said yes. That's but okay. even the companies that I couldn't work with as a, at that time, I had a sports podcast. I had a sponsor for like a health podcast, a mental health show, health and wellness. We had one for, um, uh, it was like a scientific kind of show. Um, the host was a chemist. So we had all kinds of sponsors at that point. It was That's literally cool. so many sponsors that every show had like three or four. It was absurd. Um, so that was a really, really fun time. And again, that just gave me more confidence to know yeah. that there really no, are no rules in this. You just have to know how to navigate the market. Yeah. And I guess um, be gutsy, like just go for it. <laughs> Yeah. Get out of that fear of it's not going to work, yeah. you know? Um, and that's why you reach out to so many companies. Cause if you reach out to 500, you're guaranteed to at least get half to look at the email. Mm -hmm. And then half of those are going to respond. And then half of those are going to say, let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. So 
what's funny when I work with some people one-on-one even I tell them to do this and they're like oh that's just too much and they never do it and then they never get sponsored <laughs> and I'm like if you don't have the 5,000 downloads an episode you have to do it this way yeah. like there is no other shortcut Fair if enough. you want to get sponsored this is the process you have to do the legwork for sure and it's a payoff and Yeah. So how do you, I find that people are like, do I need like a big fat brochure or like a flyer that's all snazzy and like, what, what benefits do you give them? Like they're going to get, you know, an ad on my show notes page, or I'm going to push them out on social. Like what are the typical kind of rules of engagement? That's such a good question because people don't think about it like in the bigger picture. First of all, the audio is the most important part. Yeah. So you have to be clear about they're going to get a pre-roll or a mid-roll. Be clear about that. Don't offer a post-roll because nobody listens to it. Mm -hmm. It's Now, the next part is you should have an offer with those elements, whether it's email list, Facebook group. Yeah. Social is so good, but you don't want to do too much of it. No, it's Um, flighting. It's like... Exactly. And brands can't measure the value of it that much. So they don't see it as valuable unless, unless you have like a massive audience of like yeah. 5,000 followers on Twitter or 10,000 on Instagram. It's not as valuable as you think to them. They don't care that much Fair because enough. if they, they have their own social feed that they're crushing. <laughs> exactly. If they have 50,000 on Instagram and you say, well, I have 10,000 Instagram. They're like, mm. Okay. So you want to have a package together. I always say create an offer. And I think it's good to have different offers. So if I'm talking to that smaller brand Mm -hmm. that hasn't done a lot of podcast advertising, I would tell them, Hey, for 500 bucks, you can get four pre-rolls on a podcast. I'll market you to my email list in separate emails, email blast for the entire month, once a week, four times. And I also promote you on my Twitter account where I have almost 9,000 followers. And that is a good offer because it's only 500 bucks. So most small business can pay that. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't take that same offer to a bigger brand because the bigger brand, if you have this the little package is $500, they're going to look past you. Like some of the companies will say, Oh, well, that's too small for us. Like if you're not charging at least 3000, they're like, yeah, it's not worth our time. So for the bigger brands, you want to have a bigger offer. Interesting. And this is a unique one. This is a pro tip right here. I've used this before. This is a secret. I have never told anybody else, but it works every time. One thing you can do in your package is promote in Facebook groups. So even if it's a Facebook group you don't own, you can go to a sponsor and say, hey, look, I want to promote your brand on my show, obviously, put a whole offer together. But part of this can be promotion in Facebook groups with active members. Now, what you do you have about three to five groups listed. You combine all the members and you want to go to the group owner, obviously connect with them and make sure you can promote in that group. Mm. And then what you do is tell a sponsor, Hey, look, I have access to 20 different Facebook groups and I want to promote you in five of them specifically that have a quarter million active users. And that's a part of the offer. Now, when you get paid from the sponsor, obviously, you might be able to break a deal. Sometimes the group owners will let you promote for free. But if they don't tell them, hey, here's 100 bucks, let me post this. Here's a kickback. Most of the time, yeah. yeah, because they are making a ton of money from those groups all the time. Um, I see this with so many like 
is so many mom groups and like parenting groups. Oh yeah. I'm waiting for a mom podcaster to come to work with me so I can help them. Like I just know it's going to work because <laughs> there's so many and they have active members. And if you work with one of these kids, clothing brands or something, that's the easy way for you to bring in a yeah. lot of revenue. And that's a group you don't own, but you have access to. And right. you can promote. It's a really unique strategy that I've used when I was in the sports world. Yeah. Um, so I know it works. Um, it's, it's really underutilized right now by other podcasters. And it's like leveraging those connections that you have and just making a win-win for everybody. Yeah, because if you go to that group owner who has a group and they just manage it and they have other admins, but they aren't making, you know, any money really, because not all of them sell products, not all of them are coaches, not all of them sell a book or something. So you you tell them, hey, I'll pay you 100 bucks, 200 bucks for a couple posts in here in a month. Yeah. Like they're going to accept that. And, if, totally. you know, if you charge a thousand dollars for that and you have to pay a hundred dollars to do the post in a couple groups, you still what make 900 do? bucks. Seriously. So, it's a no brainer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so for the ad reads or like the ads that are in, in your actual podcast episode, do you find there's like a right way to do it? Time frame? Like, are they better slotted in at the beginning of the podcast, the middle or the end? Definitely the beginning or the middle. Um, and I would say if you're doing live reads, because the professionalism is super underrated in podcasting, uh, most podcasters aren't even ready to be sponsored, to be honest, because it's something that you have to, it's a skill, you know, mm -hmm. being able to transition from your topic to an ad and then back to your topic smoothly to where it doesn't even sound like an ad is a skill. You have to learn how to do that. I always tell people I practice my, my live reads. When I first started, I did it like maybe 20 times before I actually recorded it. So it would sound smooth. And when I actually posted it, the company reached out because they do air checks and like, oh my God, it was amazing. That's great. Let's keep it up. I'm like, okay, perfect. It worked. So practice it really yeah. like when you get that script, practice it and build the skill because it's noticeable. And if you don't do a good job, brands notice. I had companies that would reach out to me because hosts on my network weren't doing the live reads correctly. And they're like, Hey, you got to go back and re-record this and like fix it. Or the, the contract is done. And they can Dang. say that because it's in the contract. So they take that part very seriously. Yeah. That makes total sense because like for me, when I hear an ad read, like I, marketing mind i know what it is but it sounds supernatural like they're like like if i did you know oh i use this mic and it's this and whatever like you can segue it in so it feels like a natural endorsement versus like an ad read yeah right <laughs> and that's a skill you know the host that does that they probably practice it or they've been doing it for a long mm. time uh the people that are on the radio that they have to do it like it's something that they do yeah so i want podcasters to understand you don't just wake up one day and have one of the most useful skills you have as a content creator <laughs> like you got to practice it yeah and i guess even like listening to other podcasts hearing the ads hearing the ad reads and just like absorbing it and seeing the different nuances and styles and what sounds right so that you can kind of wrap your head around it yeah, go and listen. That's why it's so important to listen to other podcasts. They're like, um, I don't want to say better than you, but like that have been doing it longer. Yeah, I guess just go listen to them because they'll teach you a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. And so how do you like who do you help specifically? 
So I work with all podcasters on monetizing. You know, even if you're a beginner, we still work on a plan so you can monetize your show. Even if you're not there yet, it's still mm-hmm. just it. It will blow your mind how valuable it is to know where you want to go yeah. before you get there. Like, I don't I, I hate when the podcasters wait until they're at 150 episodes and they're like, I want to monetize. I'm like, what have you been doing this whole time? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I work with podcasters on monetizing. If you're at the beginner stage, we work together on finding the right affiliates and building the relationship so that when you get to that experience level, they can become sponsors. Yeah. Um, and then if you're advanced, we work on building products so you can actually, you know, sell your own products and generate revenue that way. Um, because that's just the most profitable thing for you when you're advanced. And obviously the experienced podcasters, we're going to get you sponsored, man. So I work with all podcasters just only on monetizing. Yeah. That makes total sense. Awesome. So how can people find out how to get in touch with you to say, Chris, help me get my more money for my podcast? The best thing you can do is find me on Instagram or Twitter at Chris Podcasting. Send me a DM. I actually have my book, The Business of Podcasting, coming out May 28th. Oh, I'll be speaking in Exciting. Super exciting. And in that book, I'm breaking down how to monetize all of that, how to build your brand as a podcaster and really going into detail on all of the processes, you know, so I'm doing a pre-sale for the books, obviously, but if you DM me on Instagram or Twitter at Chris podcasting, we can have a conversation about whatever you need help with. You know, I'm always here to help podcasters. I've done this for years. So if you just literally message me, we can just talk there. And most of the time that helps a lot of people. Like you've been, a lot of your basic questions, I've probably been asked 50 times. So literally just ask me, I'm willing to answer. Awesome. I appreciate that. And share with me, Chris, uh, when your book is live and I'll share it with my list and on social, just so that everyone has access to it as well. I'm sending a personal copy to all of the podcasts who have been gracious enough to allow me to come on their show and oh, that's you know, nice. regurgitate my, my information and, you know, help their audience. Yeah, um, I'm sending personal signed copies to all of the podcast hosts, you know, because I just appreciate you having me on the show. You know, this is fun. It is fun. Awesome. You're the best. You're, it was fun to be on your show. You're awesome here. You're so easy to chat with. Um, I appreciate you. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.